0: الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم وعلى آله وصحبه brothers, السلام عليكم ورحمة الله uh, All thanks and praises should be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for helping us to worship Him the way He likes. Don't think that your coming and my coming in here was by our own strength or efforts. It is the big grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He allowed us and helped us to worship Him, to obey Him, to follow His Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You can easily see a lot of people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew That they do not deserve to be helped to be good Muslims. They say La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, but they are not really following this La ilaha illallah and Muhammad Rasulullah. They worship Allah without being sincere, or they worship Allah without following Muhammad. These are the two conditions that we discussed before for any worship to be accepted. Only for Allah, only the way of Rasulullah. And that is really part of La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. The one who do not worship Allah with sincere, without polytheism, he is not really following La ilaha illallah. The one who is worshipping Allah without or with bid'ah or novelty. Or way he just from his own. Whether in zikr or salah or saum or hajj or zakah or anything else. Not following Muhammad وسلم, Then he is not really following. Ashhadu anna Muhammad or Rasulullah Even if he says by his own tongue so many times. That he loves Muhammad Because love is not only to say. But also to practice. Muhammad is our beloved messenger. He is our share of the messengers, and we are his share of the of the nations. So we have to really follow him, obey him, practice what he told us to do as much as we can. Refrain from doing what he told us not to do. What he warned us from doing, we have to refrain from doing it, especially the case of politicism. Some people may say, why talking a lot about politism, why talking a lot about doing these things that Muslims are doing without intention of being falling into politism. The answer is easy and simple. If Muhammad sallallahu personally have warned us clearly and strongly not to associate anyone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in anything. Any part of ibadah, worshipping, then we will know. We will know that He was وسلم, so eager, so merciful with His ummah. He always warned us clearly in His hadith. Let's exaggerate and pious people. As He said in Sahih al Bukhari, Don't overpraise Me. Did we follow His order? Did we refrain from what he told us not to do? We see Muslims, they overpraise Muhammad to the extent that they put him in the level of the godhood. To ask him things that cannot be asked except from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some people say, No, he is not dead, he is alive. We can talk to him and ask him. And so on. And they will find a way to squeeze or Change the meanings of some of the ayahs and hadith of Muhammad to say we have proofs. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam warned us from constructing buildings on graves or bury pious persons into gra- into buildings. Did you follow? Did you obey? Did we obey? He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam warned us clearly from praying in the graveyard. The only one salah we are allowed to do is salat to Janazah. That can be done in the graveyard, others is not allowed. Clearly he warned us and he cursed the Jew and Christians because they took they made the graves of their messengers and prophets as a place of ibadah worship. Go around and see how much in the Islamic world where Muslims unfortunately they disobeyed Muhammad وسلم, in this point. They buried the pious persons into the masjid. Or they made masjid on the dead people. Which caused a lot of Muslims to misunderstand this action, thinking that this person has some, not karama only, no, it's extra. Generation after generation it will lead, and it did. That the youngsters will go and think that this person who's buried in here is capable of forgiving and curing from sickness and giving children and giving grace, so they go and ask and that's what's happening among Muslims so what actually Muhammad sallallahu clearly told us to do and not to do must be followed the hadith mentioned by Shaykh Mtiyaz al Khair in the introduction will come to us in the same chapter we're talking about is now in Kitab al-Tawheed but this hadith actually it's very clear and strong that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because He is the most merciful He made right on Him for us He gave us rights on Him subhanahu wa ta'ala We have no rights on Him except what He gave us subhanahu wa ta'ala That He will not punish those people who do not associate partners with Him Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa said يا معاذ اتدري ما حق الله على العباد وحق العباد على الله قال معاذ الله ورسوله اعلم قال حق حق الله على العباد ان يعبدوه ولا يشركوا به شيئا وحق العباد على الله ان لا يعذب من لا يشرك به شيئا الله اكبر الله اكبر You cannot find a creator and a true God سبحانه وتعالى بثرثا he puts rights for us onto Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Although we have no rights on Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are His slaves. We are only His creatures. But still, subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gives us rights. That He will not punish us. He will not, he will not throw us in hell fire as long as. And be careful with the condition. As long as we do not associate partners with Him. So in this case back to what i had said in the beginning why we study polynism because we are afraid of this we are afraid that we will associate someone with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then we will lose this right which is given by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to us so in order to keep this right with us not to lose it we have to be so careful so careful so careful as much as muhammad wants us not to fall into polynism shirk Plus, as we said before, and so many times we said, and we will continue, inshallah, saying and talk, discussing that how could a slave insult his God, subhanahu wa ta'ala, his Ilah, by likening him to his creature, or of these creatures into his level, subhanahu wa ta'ala, or the him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, yani just just imagine now how a person would think how to deal with his creator. Yani it's very strange when you see a person who is dealing with his manager, with his father, with his president, with the high people as they call him. How does he deal with them? Does he insult them? Does he refuse their orders? Does he do what? He's always so silent, so humble in front of them while they are creatures only creatures. They die like other creatures. They have no strength on him except very limited in life. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one who has everything on his hand subhanahu wa ta'ala. His orders with two letters in Arabic, two letters in English also. kun Fayakun Kun be. in English that's it just an order with two letters B and خلاص. it will happen so nothing can refuse the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we have to be careful in this and discuss it and think about it once and twice and thrice and, and more because this is the way to be survived in this life and the judgment day Continuing what we have started last week and the week before, we started to talk last week about the first chapter which is addressed with the first ayah, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And we said that this ayah has a very great ayah to show and explain the goal and the reason for creation for human beings and jinn. Why are they created? To eat, to sleep, to play? No. Although they do, yes, they do, but their true reason for creation is ibadah worshipping allah wa ta'ala. and we said the word of ibadah is very wide because if you say ibadah means salah, means you are really shrinking the case of ibadah into very limited time how much salah will take from you daily 30 minutes each salah fine we'll go up to finish of salah and, and nafila we'll take you 30 minutes one hour Nobody will do it for one hour, but just this is extra. So, one hour for five salah. How many? Five hours. Like, so what about 19 hours a day? What will happen to them? No ibadah? Nah. It's not the case this way. That's wrong understanding of ibadah. Ibadah is a wide word that contains every action you are doing for Allah, the way of Rasulullah. You sleep. To make your body strong enough for next salah, which is Al Fajr, as an example. And your intention is to satisfy Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you do it the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is you are leaning on your right side and you're making the dhikr before you sleep and so on. That's ibad. As Jabr ibn Abdullah radiallahu anhu ar said, إِنِّي لَاحْتَسِبُ عَلَى اللَّهِ نَوْمَتِي كَمَا احتَسِبُ عَلَى اللَّهِ قَوْمَتِي Yani, I hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward me for my sleeping as He rewards me subhanahu wa ta'ala on my standing for salah That's not Eating. Nobody thinks that eating could be worshipping and obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when you think of it, it is true. Another ibadah we are doing. When we eat to make our body strong enough to obey Allah and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by other worshippings. And we do it the way of Rasulullah wa sallam, starting with Bismillah, eating just limited food, not too much. And say, alhamdulillah, after we finish, and we believe that this is the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we thank Him for it, subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this is really another ibad not that only but muhammad told us that when the husband takes his wife to bed is another ibadah. no one will accept this nobody nobody no one will, will believe this if you tell the kafirin about this they will be amazed they will be crazy they say this oh hey what kind of deen is this this is the deen of islam deen of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the one who created the human beings and he knows what they need so he subhanahu wa ta'ala directs him to do it the correct way In fact, the one action could have so many ibadah, not one ibadah. Take the action which nobody believes that is ibadah, taking the wife to bed. First, ibadah in there is to protect the man's self from looking to others, other women. One case. Second, good intention on that ibadah. Is to save the wife from needing somebody else to ibadah. Third ibadah is to hope that Allah will give them a child who will worship Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Third ibadah. And so on. Any ibadah, any action you do, you can do so many ibadah in it. Going to salah, to masjid. Salah is ibadah. That's clear, no problem. طيب, what about walking to salah? There's a clear hadith on it. That every step you are doing, you put down, This Allah will put down one bad deed for you. You raise up your food, then Allah will raise you one hasana up. Also, when you leave the house, put in mind, first of all, when you leave the house, say the hadith, the protection. بسم اللَّهِ تَوَكَّلْتُ عَلَى اللَّهُ وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ When he says this, shaytan says to other shaytan, how can you hurt this person? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will order someone to say, this guy has been taken care of. يُقَالُ لَهُ كُفِيتَ وَوْقِيتَ وَهُدِيتَ وَتَنَحَّ عَنُهُ الشَّيْطَانِ Shaytan will be away from you. That's only for one dua when you leave your house. Also put in mind in your attention that when you are going to, to masjid you will make Amr ma'roof When you see people standing discussing or gurgling on the streets during the time of salah, say salam alaykum salu khair And put in mind that they doesn't have to they don't have to obey you yani, if they don't obey you do worry. Don't get angry. Why don't they obey me? I'm calling them for salah. They didn't tell you you have done what you are ordered to do, خلاص. you have get, you got your, خلاص. you got your agil. You if they accept, alhamdulillah, if they don't, you have done your, I also put in mind that you will tell people to refrain from bad things, munkar, munkar. You see some people are doing munkar like smoking or doing bad things, say Assalamu alaykum ya akhwan, jazakumullah, this is incorrect, don't do it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said "Muhammad because in mind this is the only intention now we are not doing anything yet even if you didn't do it your intention will be rewarded then if you do it you get also extra reward this ilah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you really know the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam of doing things you will gain a lot of ajr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so merciful so generous he is the most generous subhanahu wa ta'ala in everything you he do, he will give you. Al-Karim subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is the meaning of Al-Karim? This is the name of Allah. Al-Karim subhanahu wa ta'ala, no one is better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the case of Karam or the case of generosity. He gave you the money and when you make sadaqa of his money, he gives you ajar. He gave you the tongue and he gave you the capability of making dhikr and he is giving you reward for that. Subhanallah, if you are working for a company and they are giving you a salary, they are giving you a salary because you are tired from early morning to the mid of the afternoon just to gain a little bit of money. And they may not thank you also. While Allah, Tabaraka Wata'ala, He gives you everything and He thanks you for what you are doing with what He gave you. You own nothing, your money is not yours. Your health is not yours, your sight is not yours, your ears not yours. No, these are from Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. But still he Subhanahu wa Ta'ala will reward you for using them in the correct way. Only one goal, only one case you are required to do. Worship Allah alone. Worship Allah alone. No one else. As the, the other ayah. So, when we understand the case of worshipping, and it is a wide word, it's not only Salah, hajj, this is part of it. All our life is worshipping, eating, drinking, sleeping, all these things are coming to the worshipping. Then we will understand how our life is only Ibadah, because it's completely Ibadah. You will find two persons in the same place, one of them is worshipping Allah, one of them is disobeying Allah, although they are doing the same. They are eating the same food, they are sleeping in the same room, they are doing the same thing. One of them is good Muslim, the other one is bad Muslim or a kafir maybe. A kafir does not eat, a kafir does not take his wife to bed, a kafir does not give charity. Yes, but all of these are not for Allah. While a Muslim doing the same thing, but he is rewarded for what he has done because he has done these two conditions. He has gained these two conditions only for Allah, only the way of Rasulullah. The second ayah was but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. Allah has sent in every nation, among every nation, a messenger. What for? to worship Allah and to refrain from worshipping ta'wut. To worship Allah is clear. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what does it mean when we say wajitani buttawut? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said wajitani buttawut. Be away, far away from ta'wut. What is ta'wut? Ta'ut wahheet. Ta'wut is one who is over. Whom ever wants to take some of the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in worshipping or obeying or following. In worshipping is clear. When Fir'aun, Fir'o or anyone else who really tried to assemble Fir'aun wants people to worship him. By bowing by other things, he became ta'ghut. When anyone wants people to obey their orders totally, they are tawa'git. Because no one except Allah and Muhammad has the right to be obeyed in everything. What Allah told us in the, the ayah, وَأَطِيعُوا independently. وَأَطِيعُ الرَّسُولِ Independently. الْأَمْرِ مِنْكُمْ آه, He did not say وَأطيعوا. Why? Amri مِنْكُمْ Are the scholars and the rulers. And they have a right on us to obey them. But their obedience is Unlimited. It is limited. It is limited. In the orders of Allah and Muhammad So if the scholars tells the people that don't pray in the masjid pray at home while allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his holy book told us and told us told muhammad to make salat jama'a even in the war and he gave the description of salat al-khawf in the war how to do jama'a muhammad prayed in the first raka'ah with some with some sahaba and when he finished the first raka'ah. These sahaba will go back and the other group will come. One group is watching the enemy and one group is praying with Muhammad sallallahu And when first finished, the first rak'ah finished, the first group will finish their salah with the second rak'ah and make salam while Muhammad is waiting. They will leave, take the place of the watchers. The watchers will come, the second group, to complete the salah with Muhammad sallallahu Ya, Akhi, subhanAllah, this is in war, in a very dangerous area and still jama'ah is the must. What about people who are sitting at home watching these satellites and so on say, well I'm tired, I'm to go to jama'ah It's okay, it's sunnah to do jama'ah do it at home and he will end up that he's not doing it at all he will make it late, late, late because so he's busy with eating things and talking with, gurgling with the others then he will leave salah later on but if it's with jama'ah, the that's why it's must it is truly must to, with, to be with jama'ah and the, also another evidence the hadith of that blind Sahabi, I think he was Abdullah ibn Maktoum, because he was the famous blind Sahabi. He came to Rasulullah and said, Ya Rasulullah, my, my house is far away from the masjid and I have nobody to lead me to the masjid and my way has a lot of yeah, and the road is not smooth and easy. Do you find me any excuse to pray at my home? He said yes. He said yes. Then, when he, the blind man wanted to leave the message, he called him back. Do you hear the Azan? He said, Yes. He said, Then you must answer the adhan. Come. I have no excuse. I cannot find an excuse for you. How come we hear "Hayya salah, al balah, and we do not answer? We hear this from the mu'addin. And he's telling us hayyah ala salah, idar ala salah. Come. And say oh, Allah. Badi But if he says Idaraut money, idarao there's one thousand riyal, I'll give you. Everybody will jump. We ca we compare one thousand riyal to the, the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala An-Jana. What kind of, a, of comparison is this? So obedience is giving to these scholars. It is a must. And giving to the rulers also, it's a must, but in limited, limited. If they order us with something, again what Allah, what Rasulullah said, then we'll say, sorry, we cannot accept this one. If a ruler will order people to, not to pray with jama'ah, or to shave the beard, or to leave salat later on, for no good reason Then we'll say no But if he orders To do something Which is allowed in Islam Or a must in Islam That's for sure we'll do it That's why it comes the question now here A traffic light Why do will obey traffic light? When it's red we have to stop When it's uh, yellow we have to cool down uh, Try to stop If it's green you can't go yani You are obeying uh, a light no, we are obeying the ruler because this is a must on us and this is halal to make, organize, or to organize the people. Fine, no problem. The uh, employees' manuals. Employees, they make the, the, the employees in the companies, they tell them, okay, you have to come in such and such hour, leave such and such hour, you have to obey your manager and the manager have to obey the general manager. These are rules, but they are not against Islam. It's only organizing the way of work. That's fine, right, no problem. We obey. We must obey. And the people who do not obey it are really sinful. Subhanallah. Yani, a person who is really driving his car, although the, car, the, the light is red because there's no traffic police, he's a sinful person. But if this is not in Quran and Sunnah, there is Quran and Sunnah. We have to obey as long as it is not telling us to disobey Allah. Muhammad made it clear in his hadith. لا طاعة khluqima atiat al khalaq. It's no is no obeyance for the creature to disobey the creator subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the hadith. But if he orders in halal things or something which already ordered by, by Allah that we must obey. So, Tawgut in this case, whoever worshiped or obeyed and whoever given the rights of Allah or Rasulullah, وسلم, he is a Tawgut. When he accepts that. If he doesn't or he doesn't know, this is another case. That's why Isa ibn Maryam, although he is worshipped by the Christians, billions of Christians, he is not a Tawgut. Because he does not like that. Clearly, he mentioned that in the Holy Quran. وَإِذْ قَالَ اللَّهُ يَعِيثَ بْنَ مَرْمَ أَنْتَ قُلْ فَلِلنَّاسِ اِتَّخِذُونِي وَأُمِّيَ إِلَهَيْنِ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ قال سبحانك ما يكون لي أنقول مليك بحق إن كنت قلته فقد علمت ما أعلم ما في نفسك إنك أنت علم الغيوح ما الله ما به أن الله clear and easy but if he accept that or he order people or request people to do it then that's why we say magician is a Magician is a ta'ghut because he is ordering people to worship the devil jinns by slaughtering or other things. He is ordering them to obey him or believe him that he knows the ghayb, the unseen world, which is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he is a ta'ghut. That's why when the people who go to these magicians or predictors, and they ask them and believe they are kafirs. Who said so? Muhammad sallallahu الله عليه وسلم. About the hadith of Tirmidhi: "Man Muhammad Easy and simple hadith can be understood by anybody. Whoever goes to a predictor or a magician or so on and he asks him and he believes what he says, then he is a disbeliever of what Muhammad has been <coughs> sent with that's why Umar Khattab called these Taghut called Sahar Taghut also <laughs> a Muslim is not allowed to go to them unfortunately now a lot of Muslims they go there whether they know or they don't and when they order them buy a black rooster take it to a, a dark place or and, and kill it from the back don't say Bismillah don't say Bismillah Clearly you know that he is ordering you to slaughter to the jinn, devil jinn, then obey. If the person you go to him that he says that he is mutawwa and he is reciting Quran on people, don't believe him until you hear his recitation. Some people they predict, they pretend that they are mutawwa and they are making recitation, ruqya, on people while they are actually magicians or predictors. They are using the devil jinns. How do I know? By hearing the recitation. Is he reciting Quran or is he talking to the devil jinns? Because he has a contract, a deal with devil jinns. A deal of kufr. So every messenger was sent, among, the, among this ayah, every messenger was sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to his nation with a very clear message worship Allah wa ta'ala only beware of ta'ut or whoever wants to take the rights of Allah somebody says okay if you say that upon this ayah Allah wa ta'ala has sent every messenger with the same message no we do not say the same message because part of it is the same which is the creed side the belief side Every messenger said the same thing about Allah, the same thing about Jannah and Nau, the same thing about Judgment Day, the same thing about this and that. No, but not the same thing about the Sharia or legislation. Law. The law of Musa a.s. differs from the law of Muhammad sallam. Sharia of Musa is not the same as Sharia of Muhammad There are some differences. All the messengers before Muhammad وسلم, they are not allowed to take the ganaim or the things which is gained from the kafirin when the jihad is gone, is done يعني jihad is done there and mujahideen takes some of the weapons and money or food of the kafirin fighters the other sharia before Muhammad it was not allowed for them to take it they put it in a place and a fire from the sky comes and burns but for Muhammad sallallahu as he told us in the hadith that he has given Special gifts. One of them is that ghana'im is allowed for him. So all these messengers came with the same message. In the case or side of Creed. Every messenger came, he was telling his people to say La ilaha إلا La ilaha illallah means none has the right to be worshipped except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one is worthy to be worshipped except Allah La ilaha illallah. And we'll talk about it later on when we come to the... uh, when we talk about the chapter of la ilaha illallah later on but this is the case. The same message in the side of aqeedah or creed. No difference changes. Not at all. The only thing happened that the... Torah of Musa, Injil of Isa and the other books have been changed or disappeared Torah has been destroyed and changed by the Jew the cursed Ummah Injil has been changed also by the Christians but Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guaranteed that it will not be changed إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ While the other books, Allah gave the mission or assignment of keeping these books to human beings, they couldn't. When you see these Bibles as an example, you see different Bibles. There were about 300 Bibles, but they destroyed them all and they kept only four. When you come to these four, you see in the, in the first page, the cover page, you see according to... Ish according to words of Allah according to person That's why one of the American scholars or scientists actually American scientists he accepted Islam but he reverted to Islam When they asked him why did you revert to Islam? Why did you accept Islam? He said for some strange reason. I have been studying about the religions in this world, including Buddhism, Hinduism, all of these. He said also all of the books are authored by, their books authored by or according to, except Quran. There, are, there is no author by. When I asked who wrote this book, they said Allah. Allah has written this book. Yeah, the, the creator did? Yes. Now these are the words of the Creator, not John or this or that, no. Not John or Matthew, no, 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 this is the words of Allah. Then He accepted Islam. Some people, they have minds. In fact, everyone has a mind, but some of them, they don't use it. They have a say in English, they say, use it or lose it. So, lots of people, they are losing their minds, because they are not using it. Wallahi, if these people really understand Islam and read Islam, They will love it, they will accept it. But why they don't? Lots of reasons. One of them are us. One of the reasons that people do not accept Islam, it's us, we Muslims. Because lots of us actually are destroying the image of Islam in front of the others. Which is a big case. How can somebody accept Islam when he sees Muslims, they do not practice Islam? They say, if Islam was good, you people will practice. Why didn't you practice it? You say that Islam is fantastic? Islam is the best deen, the last deen? Yes, we do. Why didn't you practice it? If you are right? So they say, you are liars. This is not a good deed. We Muslims, actually mean. While the true Muslims, the good Muslims, they were the reason for a lot of people to accept Islam. Have you heard that Muslims went with armies to Indonesia or Thailand or Malaysia or Philippines or these areas? No single soldier of Muslims went there. It was only traders, true Muslim traders who went there making trade. But they were acting as true Muslims. They didn't go there to drink alcohol or to make zina or to cheat people. They go there with the Islam treatment, with this true Islam treatment. So people were amazed. How is this true? One story happened, one of these countries that a Muslim, a good Muslim like you, who has a shop, selling the clothes. A kafir with his wife came to buy some clothes, so they the man, the owner of this, uh, this uh, shop, was not there. He left one of his workers there. They have some kind of clothing used by women. It's sold for two hundred dollars. When these two couples came, the husband and the wife, they asked how much is this. He said four hundred. The worker, not the owner. So they looked at it. Well, fantastic! And it deserves it deserves four hundred dollars. So they bought it. When they were leaving the shop, the owner was facing them. So he smiled to them, how are you? What, what do you have? I'm the owner of the place, what do you have? What do you buy? Did you like it? I said, wait, how much you paid for it? 400 dollars. He said, what? 400 dollars? He said, yes, and we like it. He said, no, no, wait, wait, come, please, please. He came in and he started to يعني, quarrel with his worker, why you sell it for 400 dollars? I told you this is only for two hundred dollars. Why is this for one? Then he talked to the cavernet and he said, Listen, you have two choices. Take back your money, give me my stuff. Or take two hundred dollars the difference. He said, but we accepted. Why 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 are you so angry? We accepted for hundred dollars. No said no. Sorry. Give it back to me, take your money or take two hundred take two hundred dollars the difference. So they said, This guy okay, or is he What happened to him? Later on, they discussed with him, why you did this, what's the story, this. They understood that his deen is not allowing him to cheat others, even others. Then they started to study his deen, and they found the true deen of Islam. Now, 200 dollars difference brought two persons to Islam. Every good deed these two persons are doing will be in the scale of this person the owner of the shop Allahu Akbar just for 200 dollars just imagine it when a, true, when a Muslim really acts as a true Muslim then how much how many people will accept Islam because of him and when he act, when he acts like a bad Muslim how many people will leave Islam because of him so this I actually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have told us clearly, that every ummah there is no ummah without a messenger. So nobody will come in the judgment day and say, Ya Allah, I do not know that He wants me to be this and this. Because every nation has their own messenger. Nobody has a right or an excuse. Including us, of course, we are in the beginning. We are the, 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 the most clear people on this case because Muhammad وسلم, when he died he left everything clear to us everything is clear Quran is there, Sunnah is there, Muhammad died, yes وَمَا مُحَمَّدٍ رَسُولٌ قَدْ خلت مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسْلٌ أَفَإِن مَاتَ إِنَّكَ ميز وَإِنَّهُم مَيِّتُونَ so he died he died from our life but he's alive in the grave life Ah. I always have to repeat this because I know a lot of people have a problem in this case. <clears throat> they say it's contradicting the, the fact. We know that Muhammad is in a life. He is a life. Yes, he is alive. But what kind of life? Just to understand it, remember the, definition, the division or the segregation of the life, three lives we have. Every human being will go three, through three lives, dunya life, our life now. Barzakh or grave life, then the judgment day life. Now, we are in the life, yes. Muhammad is in this life? No, he died, sallallahu alayhi wa in our life, from our life. He lived our life. But he is alive in his grave, in the second life, which is the grave life, which is the Barzakh life. A life better than shuhada, better than anybody else, Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Not only he is alive, but also his body is still as it was twa- twa- when he died. We believe this as our Sunnah of Jama'ah believe that he, وسلم, his body and the other messengers, also Shuhada, cannot be eaten by earth. So he is وسلم, in his grave as he was. Alive, Barzakh life, not our life. I can't talk to you. You can't you talk, talk to me? Yes, because we are in the same life. But he, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is in an another life. So, there's no connection between the two eyes, except for so many, I yani mean, for so limited or small limited cases, he told us about. Like, saying, As-salamu Rasulullah, this salam will be transferred by an angel to him, then he will receive his soul back to answer. It. But that can be done anywhere, not beside the grave only. In India, or in Pakistan, or in, in, in Europe, or in the United States, anybody say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, Salaam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa Or anytime, this salam will be taken by an angel to Muhammad. So, we don't need to go in the grave and say, salamu wa rahmatullahi Rasulullah sallam, and stay try to there and try to have some barakah and, and cry there. No, no, for no, that. This is not done by Rasulullah. Not done by Sahaba when, when Muhammad died. And they know better than us. Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, and Sahaba, they knew better than us. And they did not do this. So we are not doing it. We, can, we go there. We go our intention to the masjid, not to the grave. We travel our intention to the masjid of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم, not to the grave And when we are in the masjid, we can pass by and say, As-salamu alayka Rasulullah, As-salamu Abu Bakr, Allah. Yes. That's the way he loves, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Don't you want to do the things that he loves? We Walahi love. We Walahi love to do what he wants us to do. We Walahi feel so happy, when when we obey him and follow him that's the happiness is to obey Allah and obey Rasulullah. that's where we got the this ayah although we have already repeated some of it but inshallah next week we'll go for the next ayah by the way the the topic may take a long time so don't feel bored we are trying just to give as much as we can about the topic which is a very important topic as Sheikh Ibn when said in the, in the introduction before the, the death, that Muhammad sallallahu الله عليه وسلم told us clearly that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not punish those who do not associate someone with him subhanahu wa ta'ala so why don't we try always to remember how are we going to do not to associate, associate anybody with him These by we are not supposed to be slaves of the reality which we have now Otherwise, we have thousands of graves worshipped instead of Allah. Not by bowing, maybe, no, but by asking. Asking barakah, asking uh, cureness, asking that. People are sacrificing for these graves and so on, paying ishhab. This is not done by Muhammad. That's refused by Muhammad. So may Allah direct us all to the way He likes, to the way of Rasulullah. اللهم رب جبرائيل واميكائيل واصرافيل فاطر السماوات والارض عالم الغيب والشهاده أن تحكم بين عبادك فيما كانوا فيه يختلفون اهدنا لمستقيم فيه من الحق باذنك انك تهدي من تشاء الى صراط مستقيم اللهم احينا مسلمين وامتنا مسلمين اللهم اجمعنا بسيد المرسلين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اسقنا من يده الشريفه من حوض يده شربه لا نظما بعدها ابدا يا حياقي وصلى الله وسلم على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين في هذا الكوستنز Anybody want the book? It's available. If you have any, anybody wants a copy, did not get copy last week of the book of Tawheed, we have some copies.